Welcome to Hunter Road Media. I'm author and historian Mike Ricksecker. Explore with us. There's a lot of confusion these days over what actually is a poltergeist. Some say it's a spirit or a ghost or even a demon that's throwing things around in your home. Others say it's the manifestation of a person's psychokinetic energy or PK activity that's acting out. So which is it? The word poltergeist simply means noisy ghost in German. This is attributed to any spirit who is generally causing a ruckus in a household, whether that's throwing things around, knocking things to the floor, or just making a lot of noise in general. What a poltergeist is not is a demon. A demon is a demon. It's a non-human entity that never walked this earth as a human being. And we've talked about that many other times here on the Hunter Road Media channel. You can check out some of our other videos on the channel for that right here. Just because a candle falls off your mantle does not mean you have a demon in the house. It doesn't even necessarily mean you have a poltergeist. But if this is followed up by similar activity of other things falling or being thrown around, then it's possible. If you're familiar with Peeves the Poltergeist from the Harry Potter books, then that's actually a pretty good representation of what a poltergeist actually is. Noisy, mischievous, and causing a whole bunch of chaos. But Mike, you say, I heard that a poltergeist is actually just a person manifesting this type of activity and not actually a spirit or a ghost. Yes, it's that too. We'll get into that in just a moment. But first, I want to give you a couple of examples of poltergeists in action. The most activity that I've seen from a poltergeist at one time was at the Stone Lion Inn in Guthrie, Oklahoma. One night when I was investigating the house, the activity started when I was simply just doing an EMF sweep of the house, electromagnetic field sweep, and just walking into the library, which didn't usually see much activity. I was passing in front of the fireplace, and all of a sudden this huge wave of energy just overcame me. The meter spiked out into the red, and I almost passed out. It's kind of like a prelude of things to come. I and mean, that was before we really got into the actual investigation. Well, as we started the actual investigation, we were passing through the main entrance hall of the house. And we had noticed that a bureau that's set up there had one of its drawers slightly open. We didn't really pay it any mind, just kind of acknowledge, oh, yeah, the, the drawer's open, that's kind of weird. And we passed by it to go into the parlor suite, one of the, uh, suites, one of the bedrooms that's set up there for the bed and breakfast. And we were only back there for maybe a minute or two when we suddenly heard a slam come from out in the entrance hall. So we went out there, checking things out. One of the other investigators got out a tri-field meter. I started snapping photographs on a camera and I caught a fantastic white wisp in my photos. So at that time, we determined that it was too crowded back in the parlor suite for us. We'd break up into two groups. One group would go back to the parlor suite and I would lead another up the stairs to the second floor. Well, as I got to the middle landing of the stairs and another investigator started up, a framed photograph that was on the wall there next to the stairs just crashed and shattered across the stairs. You know, we all jumped because it totally surprised us. Actually turned out to be a framed photograph of Lizzie Borden, which was kind of crazy, but there were there a couple of cases of poltergeist activity, the drawer being slammed shut and the framed photograph being dropped and crashing across the stairs. What's interesting is that in all the other times I've investigated the Stone Lion Inn, we didn't receive anywhere near this type of physical activity. Shauna has an even wilder tale to tell. My story happened at CBC Cafe in Cansville, Illinois. 
right before all the chaos happened, uh, we all decided to move to the back of the building. And as soon as the last person went through the door to go to the back, uh, something or somebody slammed it shut. So we did what we needed to do in the back of the building. We came uh, to the door, opened it up. Uh, all of us saw a shadow as soon as we opened the door and it was a big shadow. Um, it stood there and it moved across the room and it just vanished. So we came back out and sat down like we were doing before. Meanwhile, upstairs we were hearing a lot of movement, sounded like heavy furniture being moved around. I was the first one to feel like exiting the premises fast. So I got my stuff and I started making tracks towards the door and everybody else was following me. And since I was the first one to the door, as I turned around, the first thing I noticed was uh, a lot more noise from upstairs and it sounded like it was coming downstairs where we were at. And there was some plastic covering a doorway across the room and something or somebody split it down the middle, cut it down the middle. Uh, we didn't see anybody still throughout all of this. Uh, also, there were some metal shelves that were up near the ceiling that were thrown off. Um, some clothing racks, since it was also a thrift store in addition to a cafe, were shoved to the side. And then as the last person exited the building, uh, a bookcase from across the room was picked up and hurled at the door. Through all of this, not one of us saw a single person. There was just a lot of noise and a lot of activity. That's a poltergeist. Now, let's take a look at poltergeist activity or a person using psychokinesis to manifest paranormal activity like a poltergeist. Basically, what's happening here are things are being thrown about the house, objects are flying off of shelves, but it's not a ghost or a spirit that's doing it. It's actually a person generating this type of activity with their own energy, usually unbeknownst to them. This most commonly occurs with teenage girls and young women with psychic abilities who are coming of age and all that angst just explodes in the house. This could happen with other people as well, not just young girls, but that's the demographic that we typically see this with. I've been on investigations before in which the household was experiencing some poltergeist activity and after several investigations we had determined that the activity only happened when the teenage daughter was actually at the house. So it was her. Now let's break this down since there are so many people these days saying that a poltergeist is not actually a ghost or a spirit, but is actually the manifestation of a person's PK activity. Again, poltergeist is German for noisy ghost. Well, first of all, if you're acknowledging that this is not actually a ghost or a spirit, then that automatically eliminates a poltergeist since a poltergeist is a ghost. A noisy one, noisy ghost. Secondly, if you actually are trying to say that a person in this situation is creating a ghost, then I would argue that a human being cannot create a real ghost or spirit. If we could, then I'd be generating all kinds of apparitions around Halloween time to scare the shit out of people. But can a human being create a ghost or a spirit? The soul of a person or the trapped energy from the soul of a person? Nah, I don't believe that. 
So what's really going on here? Why are so many people saying that this PK manifestation is what a poltergeist really is? The problem is the use of language. Because we relate this type of activity to what a poltergeist actually does, we at first started calling it poltergeist-like activity. Then over time, shortened it to poltergeist activity. Then over more time, started believing that this is what a poltergeist actually is. But when you're saying a person is manifesting poltergeist activity, you're saying that the person is manifesting activity like a poltergeist. You're not actually saying the person is a poltergeist. Let me give an example that may be more familiar. In baseball, you may say that a pitcher throws hard like Nolan Ryan did, or a batter hits the ball far like Babe Ruth. You're not actually saying that pitcher is Nolan Ryan or that batter is Babe Ruth. You're saying those players are performing activities like Nolan Ryan and like Babe Ruth. Similarly, when a person manifests poltergeist activity, they're creating paranormal activity like a poltergeist. They're not actually creating a poltergeist and they are not the poltergeist themselves. So, a poltergeist is one thing, a ghost or a spirit being noisy, throwing things around, creating chaos. And a person manifesting poltergeist activity is another thing. Two separate things performing the same activity. Another quick baseball analogy. I can break a window by throwing a baseball at it, and someone else can set up a pitching machine to break a window by throwing a baseball at it. But I'm not a pitching machine two separate things performing the same activity.